All I have to say, that guy was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how the fuck is he going to work? Yeah, with, <laughs> with, with love is what I was trying to say. He was drunk with love, just sloshed with compassion. Yeah. Sloshed with compassion. I loved it. One-eyed open to friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just dangerous behind the wheel of brotherhood. Yeah. <laughs> Just tanked with happiness. Shift Dyke Michaels making food, and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus J. McKee is co-hosting with the guy I mentioned previously. Sauce Boss Zach's on the one, the two, so good he calls them twos and threes. And as always, there's a guest who is sure to please. Uh. Harder Brunch. Harder Brunch. Hi, and welcome to the Harder Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me, as always, my host, Thaddeus J. McKee. George Bush does not care about black people. <laughs> On the ones and twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last white dragon. Give it up for Zach Rowan, everybody. Hey there. And a very special guest with us in studio, all the way from Fort Wayne, Indiana, Chef Sean Richardson. Welcome to the show, Sean. What's up? Far journey. (laughs) You made it. What an epic journey it was to get here. (laughs) Tell us of your tales of the road. Oh, the highway was hard today. (laughs) Did you take horse? Horse and buggy? Oh, yeah, of course. I left three days ago. Okay, good. Uh, before we get started today, I do want to say that uh, Sauce Boss Zach has been putting together some amazing clips. Uh, we are on YouTube. If you guys are just listening to the audio version, uh, make sure to go uh, subscribe on YouTube. That helps us out a lot. Um, also, we have the Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com backslash Harder Brunch. Only $3. I know what you're saying to yourself, but Dyke, I don't have $3 because I'm a hunk of shit. And, uh, Did you say punk or hunk? <laughs> Hunk. I don't have three dollars. I have nothing. Well, then you can go to YouTube. <laughs> and That's why it's called YouTube for you. free. This for free. Uh, I'd say we're cheaper than a gallon of gas. Actually, we are cheaper than a gallon of gas. That gets you help support the show, and it also helps create uh, more content. We have bonus content that you, you don't even know about unless you're a Patreon subscriber. And let me tell you, that's worth that. Says things that could get him canceled. That's when he really, really lets his hair down. Yeah, I like that you said that because that's going to help my career (laughs) any way you put it. If you're looking to end Thad's career, just give us $3. (laughs) That's all it it takes. It only takes $3 to get this guy out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Literally, just fish around in your couch and we can end the man's life. He's gone forever. (laughs) That does not make me feel safe. Uh, Sean, thank you for coming. Uh, you're a person who I've, I've, I've figured out talking to you upstairs that I have twice uh, got a culinary crush on you based on the plates that you post on Instagram. Uh, most recently for what you're doing uh, in Fort Wayne with Rune mm-hmm. and previously for what you were doing with uh, The Golden, which was a restaurant that was uh, started off as a, a pop-up. And I, when was that? was like... Mid two thousands, around there. Man, I'm trying to place time. I want to say like maybe 2014 or 15, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, I don't know. Time has been kind of wild the past few years. 
So I de- I definitely <clears throat> like when the algorithm like actually gives me stuff that I am legit interested in. Yeah, yeah. And then I follow it up to something cool, you know, uh-huh. because that was something that like, yeah, these are just pretty pictures on the internet. Yeah. And then uh, I was a fan for a while, and then I was like, oh, they're turning this into a real restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And it happened really fast, too. That was why I think the timing thing's weird, because not only did we open fast, but we closed really fast. <laughs> hey, I've been there. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this is starting. Okay, this is over. That's it. That was cool. Oh, but, well, let's start from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, where, do, where does your culinary journey begin? Uh, I moved to Fort Wayne and started working at a restaurant called The Oyster Bar. Um, pretty classic, like Fort Wayne seafood kind of restaurant oysters, obviously called the oyster bar, but nothing fancy, just blue points on the half shell cocktail sauce. Uh, and then I graduated college and was like college for writing bachelor's degree in writing okay. and was like, okay, what's going to be next? Like, shh, I want to keep doing this food thing or not. And then I went out to Joe Stiquiz in Roanoke and did a stage out there for a month. <clears throat> and that kind of like opened my eyes to real food i guess Mm -hmm. more um what was possible yeah because we were getting in like whole pigs and whole chickens and then they had like a wagyu beef farm out there um and i was like holy shit i didn't even know any of this was like fucking i didn't even know like where baby back ribs came from (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) i just thought they were just there you know i had no fucking idea so then i was like all right this is awesome and then from there it just I did a stage at Blue Hill at Stone Barns. I did a stage in France for a month and just like that's like what kind of kicked it off. And then Do you speak French? No. <laughs> just no. just enough to get yelled at? Just <laughs> enough to yeah, yeah. It was like a it was like a a, a butchering kind of like internship thing. Oh, okay. Like so I went out there. And, yeah, well I learned like how to make like old world charcuterie stuff. Um it was this lady Kate Hill who's like uh an American who moved out there thirty years ago. She just does all this like old world French cooking shit. It's okay. awesome. And I, I want to know old world cooking. That like, can you give us some examples? Yeah, I mean, like, I'm like for the from the meat side of it, it's just like salt, pepper, meat. Hang it up in a barn, give okay. it some months, and then you're eating it. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, they were like very strict, no nitrates out there, and the original jerky, <sighs> totally, dude. And yeah. it was fucking awesome. Um, and then I got back, and the executive chef at Joe Stiquiz, um, Aaron Butts, him and I started making cocktails then. Started with just, like, making bitters. And then we were like, this is pretty tight. And then we are like, let's do these pop-up bars. And at the time in Fort Wayne, there was, like, not, like, a cocktail scene. Yeah. Like, I mean, this was six years ago. And nobody was fucking with, like, cocktails, really. And so it was kind of new, and people were really digging it. And then we it spawned in this huge fucking restaurant that, and originally it was just supposed to be, like, a hole in the wall. And then mm. it was like the golden was huge, but um, yeah, that's it, man. I that's, love that people set out to do hole in the walls. I didn't know that. Well, I knew what you could. I knew you get in over your head with costs and right. shit, but that didn't matter. We were still just like, let's get these fucking eighty dollar blue wabi sabi <laughs> plates, you know. <laughs> and then the dishwasher was like, bam. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. It was fun. We learned. We learned a shitload, and um, we set out to like do it to be like we want to make a fucking kick ass restaurant for Indiana. Like we want to compete with Chicago. And the one year that we were open, we did. We were like nominated for James Beard and with a bunch of Chicago restaurants. What? And 
<clears throat> yeah, and it was like pretty wild, and nobody in Fort Wayne gave a fuck. But we were like, "This is right. cool," you know, because no one in Fort Wayne even knew knew what that was, you know. Man, that's so. gotta be upsetting because I'm from Fort Wayne, and just like not even getting that love for like you guys are like Fort Wayne doesn't realize how great they can be. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, it's still it's a small town, and it's like very behind in some stuff. But it's I'm, like I love it there. Obviously, I've been there for yeah. years now, thirteen years. So yeah. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think a lot of people sleep on Fort Wayne and how cool it is. Yeah. And uh I've uh, I've had a I had a birthday there one year. That was like what I wanted to do. I was like, I just want to go kick around Fort Wayne <laughs> and me and my ex girlfriend just went and Yeah. Just, I think that's when I went to the Golden, I think, yeah. actually. Yeah. Uh it was it was ma- man, it was an amazing time. Um it was a good time. Uh how long were you guys open for? Like for I think like a year and eight months. I think is what it ended up being. And then, like I said, when it happened fast, when we closed, it was like an email and it was like, you guys are out in nine days. Oh, wow. And I was like, all right. So sat the staff down and I was like, sorry dudes, but if you guys need to go get a job, now's the time. <laughs> you know, it, so it, like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was weird though. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. The, everyone here has been in the business. So everybody knows it's mm-hmm. difficult. It's not fucking easy. And um, hopefully I learned some stuff that I can, be better next time you know i don't know and you're ramping up the pop-ups right now yeah so i've been doing these pop-ups um <clears throat> they're just like six course tasting menus and i've been doing it at a coffee shop in town called forteza and uh it's been awesome like just booking them out just like strictly through instagram which has been crazy mm. um and it's kind of like the the model i want to move forward in an actual restaurant just to push it again because like Fort Wayne's kind of caught up now yeah. to like what we were doing in the golden. And now I'm just like, okay, what else can I do to fucking shake it up a little bit? I'm so mm-hmm. here for it. And I think we, I mean, the majority of this podcast has taken place during COVID. Yeah. So we've talked ad nauseum about the collapse of the service industry. Mm-hmm. And we had a long time to be like, how can we improve things? How can we get better? Blah, blah. blah. And I think a lot of us, when the gears start turning, we just ran back to work, you know, cause we yeah. have, have to make money. Uh, but one of the things that I'm really excited about is to see how everybody has dipped and dived and like are starting to really take these new venues. Like the idea of like doing a pop-up that you just promote during, I mean, and you definitely can. Cause your plates look amazing. Like, like, mm-hmm. like you've sold me on it. Like I was just like, Thanks, when, when's the next one? I want to come check it out. But uh, like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm interested in. I don't know if, uh, the classic restaurant formula. Uh, you, I mean, we all know, like, what did we learn during COVID? We, we were a lot of places that we thought were institutions were living paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. You know, like our margins are small. You know, so like, I think this is the time to be creative and to do new things. And like, um, I really like the ingenuity that I've seen, like, mm-hmm. out of people that are still continuing to do stuff in the yeah. industry. Yeah, I just uh, in in it is true, and like the pop ups have been really refreshing. But there is just something about having your own fucking place. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Where you can just like show up and and just like make it yours, and it's it's like your second home. And so hopefully that'll be the goal moving forward. Well, it is the goal moving forward. So hopefully it'll happen. You know, that's awesome. And uh, what is the significance of Rune? Uh, so Rune's my son. Um, he's just over two now, and. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know where the name came from necessarily, but we wanted 
we were just like, this name's tight. And I was like, all right, let's go for it. We're not like list. My wife and I weren't like, there's the list of names we got. Yeah. And, well, we don't like that one. We were just like, baby came out. And I was like, rune. And we're like, cool, let's go. So you, you know? just thought of a sound. <laughs> yeah. like, I like this sound. Yeah. yeah. Let's make it a name yeah. forever. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even a pop up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever pops up. Whatever keeps popping up, we'll just keep naming the same shit. <laughs> I'm down with that. I don't know. I try to like worry too much about, you know, bigger kids' names or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what that's where the pop up that's where the name for the pop up came, and that's what the restaurant will be too. So That's awesome. Yeah. Well, today on Harder Brunch, um, we did this. I mean, usually sometimes we have people guess the theme. I feel like if you don't know what the theme is by now. Seven Deadly Sins. (laughs) I'd be very concerned. (laughs) I don't know, man. I haven't put it together. (laughs) Wait, what was it? Why did I just eat all that fucking food? And there was a tower of grilled cheese sandwiches with donuts. I always, I always feel like there's like two. I always have two feelings when I have chefs come on the show. Because one, I know. All chefs are just chefs because they like and enjoy and appreciate food. So like whenever like whenever I cook for someone just because I went to culinary school and they're like, I hate, I don't want to cook for you. You went to culinary school. I'm like, yeah, because I like to eat. Yeah, no <laughs> like, shit. And I love more than anything is eating someone else's food that's going to cook something in a way that I would never think to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to put a flavor in my mouth that I would never have probably organically made myself. Uh, but on the other side of that, I am always a little shy when like chefs come and like eat my cooking and stuff. So uh, I wanted to do something special for you coming down. And I know all these talented people in the service industry. And uh, we have people that are working chefs, people that have been chefs, people that are just all across culinary grads, all across the spectrum. And so I thought in a week's time, could I get seven people together? <laughs> To do the seven deadly sins, and, and by God, we pulled it together. It worked, yeah. We were upstairs earlier, and my producer, Zach, was like, I didn't think you were going to be able to pull it off. I there was <laughs> no way, I thought. And that's the best thing. I mean, no matter what you bring, we'll, we'll do it, but I didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, what my biggest fear was, was that everybody was going to call me last night with an excuse, and there was just only going to be like two sins. And be like, the two deadly, the deadliest of the sins. <laughs> Here's your green sloth brunch. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Don't ask any questions. <laughs> it is what it is. Get downstairs and let's podcast. <laughs> well, well, it's really cool because it seemed like you guys all did plan it together. Just how well it went together. I felt like you guys did plan it. It the the order of everything I think really came together uh, in our favor for sure. Mm. Uh, especially like towards the end when things started slowing down, I was like, oh well, this is slot. This makes sense. But in some ways, it's it's kind of like astrology. Like you can always kind of make it make sense. No, it's like we meant to do it like this. Yeah, yeah. So I get you know I don't like to take too much credit for it. <laughs> uh, but um, everyone's dishes were amazing. Um, we had a bunch of chefs here. Some people stayed. Some people left. So I'm I'm glad we don't have seven people get on the mic, but I will let Jake Johnson come on because he's our resident um, bartender and a friend of the show. We haven't seen him for a while, and he made some wonderful cocktails for us. So J- Jake, you want to jump in my seat for a second, or uh, let's go, Jake the Snake, or I could jump out. Let me jump out. All right, just sit down for a second, Jake. Just quickly uh, tell us about the cocktails you made because uh, they were really fun, and I, I liked swapping one course out. I mean, I think we all had enough food, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm going to sleep for days after this. This has been incredible. Uh, so I, I, I came up with a couple, and uh, I didn't have time to really think of, like, a clever name that fit 
apocalypse. You took okay, so you told me it was apocalypse themed, not seven deadly sins. But then, but then, but then I put it together that like, oh, you have seven chefs. Like, okay, you're just you're you're hell. You're like hell adjacent about it. Fair I'm enough. I'm always yeah. hell adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, uh, I I kind of ripped off a, uh, quite a few cocktails from um, Bodie. That's where I work at now. Mm-hmm. And I have specific permission by the owner that okay. I can say that. You yeah. know, I'm not going to get the Ryan Raider treatment. Well, let's yeah. throw him under the bus. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I, I will find any opportunity to throw Ryan Raider under the bus. Absolutely. You, you can quote me on that. Uh, but Bodie uh, is where I've been uh, cutting my teeth these days. As far as cocktails go, and that is a program run by Heather Storms. Mm. Uh, you know, a peace be upon her, friend of the show, yeah. Prior guest on Harder Brunch. Uh, she is a bad bitch for sure. Her cocktail program. That's what her face tattoo says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of like, you know, like, you know, uh, it's a Thai restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of did justice to the flavors that go with the food pairs very well like cocktail if you've never been to Bodie you need to fucking go to Bodie uh, great patio yeah great patio great food um but uh the first drink that I did for you guys uh it, I, I did a couple of love and lust was like kind of the idea lust was my sin um the first one was a highball a japanese highball uh bastardized version of a highball i think cuz like they're very particular mm. about the build on a highball yeah, yeah. but i did a uh, Suntory whiskey. Uh, instead of lemon juice, I did a little bit of yuzu with muddled strawberries topped with soda. And then I used uh, some of Elliot, Elliot Rogers Klein over there. He brought in some peony infused simple syrup at the last minute. So I topped it off with that. That was the first round. Uh, and then the second round that paired very well with the turkey wings. Holy shit, we'll get to that point. Uh, that was like the spoilers. No. <laughs> that was like the happiest coincidence ever. Like couldn't couldn't predict like that the dish and the drink would have come out at like the ideal time. Uh, but with the turkey wings that you'll hear about here soon, uh, I did a uh, pineapple margarita, uh, reposado, pineapple lime with a little bit of muddled serrano and Bodie's uh, signature shrimp cocktail sauce. So if you ever go in there, get some shrimp, dip it in that shit, Thai basil, red chili flakes, whatever have you. It's fucking amazing. Um, and then we had a, a shot at the very end, which was half Capoletti and half Reposado as well. You can get all of these things at Bodie. They're all on the menu currently? They are all oh, currently on the menu. Were, yeah, They were wonderful. And the, the pineapple drink is actually called the Cowboy Slunt Show, and I do need to shout out Andrew Brown. He is the one that came up with that drink. I totally fucking ripped him off. We love Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown, (laughs) also perennial figure on the east side. If you don't know, then you are missing out. And he's the one that came up with that drink. The mayor of Irvington. You know, you already know. So, uh, yeah, so that's what I gave for you guys. And uh, I'm actually on my way to Bodie right now, believe it or not. Go to work. Yeah. Uh, I have had no single drops of alcohol. I was was impressed that you, yeah. No, no, no. So I hope you guys enjoyed them. Uh, I had you just made them, and then you were like yeah. drinking water the whole time. That's how I didn't, remember it. Didn't really take any assurance in the quality. I assumed that you guys had a good time. Uh, it seems like you did. I don't know. Uh, 
Definitely sober as fuck right now. Uh, Ryan Raider's sure. turning this <laughs> into your boss right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so uh, I'm going to be on the clock and very professional right now, Fred Flintstone. So appreciate y'all. Thank you. Give oh it up for Jake Johnson, yeah. everybody. Yeah, thank you. Food was fucking phenomenal. Thank you guys so much appreciate for having me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. It's, uh, it's always great to have... Um, like a bartender, because like usually like when we do cocktails, like I'm also trying to jump in and make a cocktail too. So it's good to have like a designated bartender. And I think we all used to work with uh, with May. Okay, at, at Hotel Tango. Okay, so okay. We we've all done a little right on craft bartending as well. All I have to say, that guy was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow, how the fuck is he gonna work? Yeah. Well, <laughs> With with love is what I was trying to say. He was drunk with love, just sloshed with compassion. Yeah. Sloshed with compassion. I loved it. One eyed open to friendship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just dangerous behind the wheel of brotherhood. Yeah. Just tanked with happiness. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So seven deadly sins. Um, where did we start? I don't even remember. <laughs> did you know that May? Do you know May's been doing the cocktails then for the yeah. pop ups? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I liked. I didn't know May at all before we started um, t- working together at Conjure, the coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she had done some bartending and hadn't really had like many of her drinks. But I was like, "Do you want to like just do the do the cocktails for this pop up thing?" You know? And she's like, "Yeah, totally." I started having her drinks and I was like, whoa, fuck, these are awesome. She's yeah. very good. She yeah. makes really good drinks. So it was a, it was, it was definitely, uh, we already said the name of the place. Didn't we? It was definitely the wild. That's <laughs> eh, fine. It was definitely the wild west when we, when we started working yeah. there. Uh, yeah. but, uh, it was really fun. I, like for me too, cause it is different, but it is cooking with booze, you know, to mm-hmm. some, some degree. And so it was really fun. But like, also like we would have these, uh, menu planning meetings where we try to come up and they really really wanted the bartenders to you know create things that they were proud to serve mm-hmm. that they could talk to the customers about so we had to have these ideation meetings where it was just all of these spirits and all of these ingredients and it was just like come up with something cool and it was amazing where you get some really good cocktails out of it we'd also be bombed yes. by two o'clock in the imagine. afternoon yeah. On, yeah. A, yeah. on a tuesday yeah yeah uh but uh i got to see but and then again it was kind of the same thing with cooking and people making you know flavor combinations and stuff that you wouldn't like everyone i worked with kind of had their own uh niche that they filled and people would like put stuff together in like so unique ways and and may really became like one of the superstars working there yeah yeah she's talented all right let's let's run through these seven deadly sins shall we (laughs) Uh, the who was the first course? Remind somebody, remind me. Throw it out there. Uh, hey, Elliot, you're here. Uh, Elliot Rogers Klein is. Uh, you've cooked everywhere. You've went to culinary school. You're a culinarian. Uh, description of what I am: culinarian. Yeah, yeah. Food adjacent. You're food adjacent. Why don't you yeah. pop on the mic and tell us to tell us what you made? So I had wrath. Wait, wait, wait. Also. One of the original co-hosts of Heart of Brunch. (laughs) Yeah, really, really far back there. Don't don't listen. Um, Anyway, so I had wrath and spicy, obviously, easy decision to make. And I was like, "Mm, no. Uh, So mostly I I spend my time working and sending Dyke insane food ideas that he doesn't respond to because they're horrifying and (laughs) insane. And so I just made one. And I did durian tarts. 
And That's, what's more wrathful than just the world's most maligned food that basically no one here had ever tried? Yeah. Um, all the chefs, they're like, oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, but none of us had ever actually eaten it, including myself, while I was cooking it and gagging it at 3 o'clock this morning. And for our audience, why is it maligned? Um, because it smells like rotten garbage and socks, <laughs> mostly. Uh, maybe some uh, old onions, I think we've kind yeah. of yeah. came to the consensus. Old onion was the, the main flavor profile. I think, I think old onion would be uh, saying it nicely. Anybody want to just walk up and take a breath of Thad's Kitchen? We can kind of really just like <laughs> nail down what that smell is. And I apologize. And that's for not a week long. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I did make an apology dish, however, and picked like a gallon of June berries, which is like a blueberry-esque yeah. local fruit, I guess. Um, is it local? I bought. I picked it in Woodford or in Woodruff. Make scaring all the rich white people. Is it like, known to be like an Indiana fruit? It's a uh, Midwestern thing, so it's like a Midwestern forageable fruit. Juneberry. Juneberry, also known as a service berry. Also, mm. um, not Frank Snatch's wife, but Johnny Cash's wife. Yeah, June. June Cash. Oh, it's not Juneberry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. I was like, wait, what's, is this the joke? <laughs> also, the month we're in. Mayberry, Juneberry, Julyberry. Is there a Julyberry? <laughs> Octoberberry? All right. Well, oh, that was it. No, no I just, thank you. It was great. Crazy. And, like, and I, you know, obviously I love a gimmick. Um, I love when people really, like, nail their theme. So the fact that the wrath of it was a. Uh, it was a little difficult to eat for some people. Some more than others. Tyler and Jake didn't even know what they were eating, and they both ate it. Just were trying to be polite, but we were like, this is weird and gross. <laughs> it's funny because like, he had that taste in his mouth, and he was just like... <laughs> <laughs> and still trying. Oh, that was great. Yeah, poor Jake kind of lost the, lost the beat there, doing all the drinks and not paying attention to what everyone else was talking about for, I don't know, two hours. And then he was like, what is this? This is so bad. Well, when you see something that's bright yellow in a tart, you would assume that it's going to be like sweet and yeah. sugary. Yeah, Lemon curd. Yeah, 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 something. Um, yeah, he really got the raw end of the deal on that one. But I, I really like the... I've never eaten something that had like an immediate follow apology part to <laughs> it. Like, sorry you ate this. Here's this to make it all better. And I really like that. I think Wrath should always come with an apology. Oh, and the official title of that was Wrath of Mary Berry. Uh, just to be clear. You know, Mary Berry just getting it in at the end there. Elliot Rogers Klein, thank you so much, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you, Elliot. So good. Uh, second course... Uh, do you remember, Sean? This was the, the this was andouille all- with the gravy, the roux gravy. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 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 Mm, Steve, yeah. That's right. Uh, Chef Steven Unruh, friend of the show. He was just on a couple weeks ago. Uh, he did an amazing job. He had pride, and it was a breakfast sandwich gumbo, which was one of the first things he'd ever cooked. Brown butter, toasted rice biscuit, andouille chicken, pepper jack, uh, chive, soft scrambled egg, gumbo, roux gravy, pickled, holy trinity, crispy chicken skin. Um, I could have eaten that like fully loaded, just like like a savory biscuits and gravy. Yeah, like, totally. Like, it was really good. Um, and I like the fact that he kind of picked something that he had done before. I love when people like I love people's interpretations of themes too, because like there was some. Some of the sins, if I had to do them, I was like, oh, I know exactly what to do. And there were some that were like, man, I had no clue what I would have done for that one. Uh, third course, I believe, was was that 
That was me. Sauce Boss Zach, what'd you do? So I uh, I uh. had gluttony. Um, and so <laughs> I made a deluxe grilled cheese. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you've no. ever made a grilled cheese in your life. <laughs> so... So no, I made a uh, a harder brunch Dagwood sandwich, and so that's an impossibly uh, uh, high stacked sandwich. I had um, grilled cheeses with mac and cheese in them on the sandwich. I had donuts. I had waffles. I had uh, fried eggs, uh, burgers, uh, croissants, um, and then I topped the whole thing off with a uh, nacho cheese, French fries, tater tots. Yeah, and I stacked this thing like I don't know pizza rolls. Two feet high. It was about two and a half, three feet high. Yeah. yeah. There's waffle elephants. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I super glued a bunch of uh, uh, stuff to a stick just so I could make it work. Wait a second. And topped it off with a fried egg. Yep. Uh, it was great. The the video of you pouring the <laughs> cheese on it. It real. I mean, I feel like that's why the terrorists hate us. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. And that's why I did it. And that's why most countries hate yeah. us. <laughs> Like there was no need for that. <laughs> like, are we gonna eat this or we're we gonna throw this away afterwards? We got the video right of the seventy dollar food just being wasted. And it was uh, again nail- <laughs> nailing, nailing the landing of the theme because then uh, I knew this was gonna be the case that we kind of talked about the order because I was like, if you if you'd brought that out last, we all would have looked you dead in your eyes and told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> But if you bring that out first, I feel like it just sets a bad pace. So it, it was a, a perfect timing of it. And uh, I, lo- I love the fact of giving uh, a room full of chefs just like a big stack. <laughs> like, well, the other thing was like I knew I knew everybody here was going to bring like some really uh, and everybody brought such amazing dishes. And, you know, there was such such skill that was brought together on a plate. I just wanted to make something memorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. And I feel like everybody has a place in their heart for a lot of junk food. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put pictures up on our social media. If you want to see how it is as tall as we're saying, we're not, there's not over exaggeration there. Uh, my course, I believe was I next. I think, uh, was greed. And, uh, I was do played a, a riff off of uh, wall street, because uh, he orders a, a steak tartare off the menu in one of the scenes, and uh, they make it for him. And I just, like, watching that and thinking back on it, it was just like, that's not like an asshole thing to do, right? <laughs> like, that's just like a real... <laughs> Why? Because it's not on the menu, so that's assuming, one, that they have everything there for... I mean, obviously, you could bake it, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just you can show on him being a shot caller, but, like, uh-huh. on the service industry side of things, you're like, you're just an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Just stick uh, to the fucking menu. Yeah, yeah it's there for a reason. Uh, but I wanted to do kind of a, a surf and turf kind of theme, so I did a, a crab puffs, steak tartare, and then uh, it was served up with a crisp $100 bill. Right, which was really disappointing when, like, not everybody got one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or when you took mine away. Yeah, well, because I saw it on your plate. Yeah. I was like, okay, he's going to. Yeah, you would assume it was at least going to the guest. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I was assuming that he's at least going to split it with us. Like, yeah. I was counting. Like, All right, No, let's... I was trying to take it. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is trying. tight. Gas is like $6 a gallon right now. <laughs> yeah, you drove two hours, so. <laughs> on my horse. <laughs> on your horse. It's like that hundred dollars just gets me back home. <laughs> this is great. 
Let's take a quick break and uh, pay some bills, and we'll be right back. Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. We're talking to Chef Sean Richardson from Rune in Fort Wayne. Uh, that's not a tongue twister at all. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. It's tough. Um, so you're completely self-taught is a weird thing because you are taught by a bunch of different people. Yeah. But you never went to culinary school. I did one semester. Uh, and like this, it's called Ivy Tech in Fort Wayne. And I just, I was like, I'm just going to go back to bachelor's degree in writing because I was still in the mind frame of like, I got to have a bachelor's degree or else I'm going to be a fucking loser. You yeah. Know? And so, yeah, they really sold us on that. <laughs> I did. <didn't> they? <laughs> they sold everybody on it. Especially so, in the North. Yeah. <laughs> they scared us. They had programs. Did you do I step? Yeah. It was everywhere. But they. They pushed it on us. They said, if you don't go to college, you're going to suck. Yeah, pretty much. Words like said, suck. Yeah, I said that on top of your test, on your Scantron. Yeah. The first thing was like, what the fuck? Guys, remember, if you guys don't want to suck today, <laughs> time to get smarter. Go to college. Yeah. So now, anyway. I always felt like, and I also, I worked at a, I worked at a camp for a number of years. It was one of the first culinary jobs I had was working in a summer camp. Dude, I did that too. Summer camp kitchen. Uh, so I was working with people that were all going to be like teachers yeah. and, and the stuff. And so it was like, education was like all around. I was like, I'm smart as these people uh-huh. are. I worked at a, a, a camp for Michigan university alumni. Mm. Oh. So I was like, Oh, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Okay. You know, yeah. but I was just cool. like making biscuits and gravy or whatever. So, Oh yeah. That's, that's where I specifically remember learning things like, uh, you should cook sausage all the way. There's no such thing as a medium rare sausage. Wait, at camp? That was, yeah. Just was, fucking hammer it, kid. Yeah. That's where I learned it's not going to kill you at camp. They, I mean, this is also like, you know, I'm a man of a certain age, so there was like, you know, uh, there was the child labor laws were kind of fast and loose back then, you know, like they would, uh, they would have sixteen-year-olds uh, cooking for an entire camp of like no previous experience, like uh-huh. never taking a food sanitation class or anything. Yeah, and I remember um, like stirring up a, you know, just a vat of biscuits and gravy, and I was like, yeah, it's mostly, it's mostly cooked. And yeah. I remember the food service manager be like, you, you got to cook sausage all the way. <laughs> so how long were you doing that unsupervised? I mean, just that day, but. <laughs> was like in a tilt, was in like a tilt skillet situation. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't. No, no, no. This wasn't even a tilt skillet. This is like one of those giant deep pans that like takes like two people to move. Okay, it's hot. Okay, and I was just like burning myself all the time. Like uh-huh. I wasn't even eighteen, and I'm just like burns all up and down my arm because I don't know how to move in a kitchen yet. Uh-huh. You know, uh, but I learned it was like it was called food service assistant, but it was basically like dishwasher food prep. And then you got to, like, assist the cook, you know? <laughs> when you were called upon. When you were called upon yeah. to action, you, were, you could assist the cook. And I want to meet this negligent cook that just doesn't know the 16-year-old or notice a 16-year-old with burn marks all over his arms. Like, Is this good enough? Yeah, yeah, kid. Set uh, it down. Uh, set it down. <laughs> set it down right here. Is he in pain yet? That's all he says. It was it was wild. Like one time, uh, we were making bug juice, which is just basically like a giant, you know, a giant stock pot full of like Kool Aid for like you know two oh, hundred okay. kids or whatever. And uh, I'm stirring it up, and my glasses fell in, and <laughs> and I remember like I'm just imagining you as you look right now, yeah, yeah. Oh! Stirring, stirring this thing. It, it, it very well could have happened today. <laughs> Can we CGI his face look uh, 20 years younger? 
eight deadly sins. <laughs> Bug juice. Of, I'm just and I remember, I remember asking my the kitchen manager what I should do. I was like, I want to. We just dump this out and start over. And she goes, No. She was like, Wash your hand up to your elbow. Oh man! And dig in and get those glasses out. Because we're serving this to all these kids. <laughs> She's like, jump in. <laughs> she like pulled you in the like, snap. <laughs> this is the ugly part of cooking. <laughs> we don't waste product here. Uh, another great time. I was like, we, we'd make, uh, when it was a kid's birthdays, we were in charge of making their, their cakes or whatever. And I don't know why, but I, I baked a, a sheet cake just like, and it was just like a mix, pour and bake, you know, mm-hmm. like sheet cake icing. It should have been super easy. And I don't remember why, but there was a somebody had come along and taken just like a piece of this the cake out of it, and we didn't have enough time to make another cake. So I just remember I filled a tire piece of in with just I just shellacked it with icing, and just the whole thing. And I just remember like another counselor coming over and watching me do this, just an unsupervised sixteen year old, just like trying to like stage a cake, you know, like with icing. And I just remember he came over and he just shook his head. He's like. When that poor little girl ever do to you? <laughs> like, sorry. So yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, was that one of your first cooking jobs? No, I worked in uh, in North Manchester at a little place called Main View. You know the Main View? The Main View? No, I don't know the Main View. Okay, it was like one of the only restaurants in North Manchester. Every every high school kid worked there. Oh really? Yeah, the Main View. The Main View Bar and Grill. Just, do, you, do you remember any like hard lessons learning there where you were just like, oh, I didn't know you could. Uh... I don't remember any hard lessons, but I mean, we just had a ton of fun. That's all I remember. It was a blast. Maybe that's why I just got into it so hard because I was like, this can be this much fun all the time. <laughs> Fucking sign me up. Just working with your friends, you know, every night flipping burgers and steaks and chicken tenders or whatever, you know, I don't know. It was Wow. Fun. So the nostalgia of friendship is what kind of pushed you into your cooking career. <laughs> It sounds that sounds pretty romantic. <laughs> I get that a lot. You away with words. <laughs> That's what my therapist says. I don't know. Maybe I think it's just uh, it's just it was just fun, and it's still fun. I think it's still fun to be in a kitchen. I really enjoy it. I know some people are like really fucking burnt out and yeah. jaded. I mean, I'm 33 now, and I've got some buds that are just like they just can't take it anymore. But I still have a lot of fun doing it. So I don't know. I, I, I think I think there's a, also I mean and you know this too is like being a business owner like there is that extra pressure when your livelihood is tied up into it like, yeah I mean I I definitely if I had a time machine definitely the idea of going back and just like being able to cook on someone else's dime you know like that's great but like when it's like not just your name and reputation but like also like this is the lights get shut yeah. off if I'm not yeah. cooking good. That's the worst time travel movie I've ever heard of. <laughs> I was gonna say you're so you're so jaded that you're like if I had a time machine I'd go back and work on somebody else's. <laughs> hey McDonald's, I heard you're hiring. Here's a genie, but <laughs> I'd go back in time to September 10th, 2001, and I'd get a better job. <laughs> Next week on Worst Time Travel Ever. (laughs) Adolf Hitler, I've got bills to pay. (laughs) I'm never gonna open that restaurant. It is true though. It is true. That extra that extra stress is it's a lot, but also it's it's fun too. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's great having a uh 
what was like what was covid like for you like where were you at so like, i was at the cafe that i'm working at now and it so it was really chill like this cafe it's like me and <clears throat> at the time it was just one other guy and it's just like really chill brunch food and uh we closed for like eight months but i was getting the whatever the government paycheck mm-hmm. stuff i was making more money than i was <laughs> like everybody else i yeah. was like this is covid <laughs> fucking rules dude you know but Except yeah. for what we talked about earlier. It doesn't really rule. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, of course, <laughs> yeah. the tragic death yeah. of... It didn't rule. Hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. yeah. But, the bi- but the business did fine because they're coffee. And so, like, people are addicted to coffee. And they were still selling a ton of coffee. Mm. Especially retail, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, good. for sure. Um, but, you like, you didn't have to do anything different. Like No. You, you were kind of... No, we, like, closed. Stuff. And then we... we uh, If the restaurant that I owned would have stayed open miraculously until COVID, yeah. there's no fucking way it would have made it through COVID. No, COVID you know would have I mean? yeah. COVID destroyed it. Yeah, there, there, there was part of me with my food truck where I was just like, well, COVID would have killed this anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's two things that, like, stayed really popular during COVID that, pe- like, it didn't go down. Or actually three. Yeah. It was... It was coffee. Mm-hmm. Alcohol went way up. Way up. And crack. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine trying to get your crack dealer over and just being like, can you can you back it up? Can you? Six feet. I just remember. Six feet, Omar. Six feet. Yeah, yeah. I remember talking to my crack dealers like, this is like, this. I hate all the deaths, but this is great for business. <laughs> I hate what's going on in the world. People's lives are ruined. People don't have jobs. But my crack business is excellent. COVID's a monster. It just doesn't care. Ripping up homes. Can you imagine? Go ahead, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. This seems... seems We already had to restart the show. Hey! Oh, got it. Cody bit me. Oh, he man. hates it when I talk about crap. <laughs> His dog seems scary as fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, when I walked in the door, you were like, a dog bites. And I was like, he's joking. And now, like, two times, people have been like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh my god, can I put my fucking feet up on the table or something? I have flip-flops on. But it's also a new thing. So like we're kind of like yeah, yeah. Like it's been it's been more recent. It oh, didn't no. it didn't start like that. Yeah, he got kicked for two years and he finally had enough. <laughs> He's like, if I just bite them, I think they'll stop. I'm, right. I'm definitely like I I'm actually like scared of like aggressive dogs. Okay. And I like so I would always say like I hate because like I grew up on the west side and people would just have like you know, like those guard dog breeds, but like they weren't well trained, uh-huh. and so it was always like you go inside someone's house and they just had like a German Shepherd that was like half his face was gone or something, or like a pit bull named Satan, and they'd be like, "Satan's a good dog, just don't look at him in his bad eye. He will bite. He will attack if he smells fear." And I was like, I don't like a dog that comes with rules. Yeah. Like, I don't like a dog that's like, you could trigger him into biting. And now I... I, I was going to say, whose dog's Cody? It's mine. Uh, <laughs> every, every, there every, you go. I've turned him into the thing I hate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Every time somebody comes over, you gotta be like, watch your feet. Yeah. Around Cody. Watch your feet. No, he don't like swift movements. <laughs> Let's just be honest. He honestly just doesn't like being kicked. <laughs> yeah. Which is most dogs. Most dogs don't like being kicked. That seems fair. But he does also enjoy sitting directly under tables. So. Yeah. yeah, you kind of make it sound like there's like a culture of dog <laughs> kicking around here. <laughs> like, like Robert's just kicking him all the time. And I mean, when Dad gets off something. a long day at work, you know, sometimes he's, as he says, he likes to blow off a little steam. <laughs> Let me just say this. None of you are teachers. <laughs> Okay. About to be a room full of us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you never knew what you did. We talked about it earlier. <laughs> All right, let's uh let's let's get back into the seven deadly sins. We where do we leave off? We left off with my Elliot's no mine. James. Who's James? Did I Wow. Wow. You invited What me. are we doing? <laughs> Uh, well, Les is in student. I wrote James down. I'm very confused. Yeah, why don't we talk to the <laughs> to the guy that did something? Uh, <laughs> Your notes are bad. <laughs> come on, come on over here. <laughs> bad notes. Les, one of my one of one welcome of, on James. What one of my one uh, of, of my compatriots in culinary school? This man has uh, gone and, and worked yeah. under some of the greats. Uh, really given yourself an education of, and jumped around and done everything from meat fabrication to working in high-end Italian restaurants, uh, working in pretty much everywhere and anywhere under the sun and, and being just a culinary badass. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Les Jones, everybody. Oh, wow. Les Jones. Thank you for the intro. Man. That's, <laughs> that's clutch. I appreciate that, man. Uh, I had a very uh, short-lived a failed web series called Smash Indie, and you were part of that. And I mean, you weren't part of the reason it failed. <laughs> <laughs> you did an episode. I did all the failing of my own. But uh, I was looking back through some of the photos there, and one of the most beautiful photos that was taken was a was a picture of your uh, your one bite. Uh, it was a, a chicken and with a with a blue cheese mousse. Yeah, the lollipop. Yeah, the lollipop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, dude, I I might just blow that up and just have that in the studio. It's like one of the sexiest pictures of food thank I've you, ever seen you. in my life. Yeah, that was a good time, man. That was uh, that was one I was uh, bringing back from the Libertine, you know, as far as like confing working with that. Wait, bring this up right up to you. Oh, oh there we go. Oh, all yeah. Right, you got man. the you got oh! the you got the cool right. the sexy jazz voice. And right. You're too hey, far ladies away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> thank you for tuning in live. Yeah. But no, that was just something I had uh, I had been working with the Libertine as far as like comforting proteins and whatnot, and just uh, wanted to keep that thing going, and get that out to the people, man. Just you know, were you working there when they first opened Libertine? Yeah, yeah. So like, were you there with like Michael and Ryan? Yeah, and my, shit? yeah, yeah. Yeah, those. <clears throat> cool. Wow! Yeah, that was, that was a long time ago. Yeah, man. that was yeah. a good 2013, I think it was. Yeah. Original Libertine Liquor Bar, Washington Penn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron Till, uh, Neil Brown, they had going on. Shauna White, Adam Hayden, uh, Michael Gray, Josh Gonzalez. He was a part of that team too. He's doing good things in uh, Fountain Square. Yeah, just a real core group of individuals. Man, it's crazy because I, it's I kind of like feel like a failure almost because it's it, I won't say a failure, but everyone that I work with. That at the original Libertine is doing like amazing things, like has their own restaurant or just amazing ventures going on. And me, I'm just, I work in a laboratory testing muffins. And so <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's cool. You know, I just look at those guys like, wow, I could have done so much more. 
you had to, well, first of all, you got to explain that a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're in a laboratory <laughs> testing muffins? Wait, you're a scientist and you're bummed <laughs> out about these guys who are fucking making cocktails? <laughs> I'm a little confused. <laughs> And I'm just working on, you know, cancer research, but I'm such a failure. <laughs> Who are the real winners, anyway? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, gosh. No, but, like, that that also is a thing, too, in our industry that I, I don't know. I don't know if it gets talked about maybe enough outside of our industry, but, like, you know, if you're a person that's either gone to culinary school or you've worked your way up, you know, in restaurants to a certain level, like there kind of becomes a stopgap on how many places you can go if you just want to make a decent living. You know, it's just yeah. like we all make those sacrifices to like learn and educate ourselves. We all make our sacrifices to put our name on something. But so many people eventually just like, you know what? I just want to like pay the bills and like. Yeah. Yeah, like make this make sense, and so you end up in jobs where you're not necessarily cooking all the time, but you're you know working for a corporate entity doing something yeah. you know on a different level. Most definitely. Um, and you test muffins. Yes, uh, I don't know if I can name some of the sure, <laughs> the, yeah, the, we the don't corporate know. brands or whatnot, <laughs> but uh, yeah, on a daily man, I, I test density, height, texture, taste flavor all this craziness man for some major major brands around the country and it's good as far as like because is there a muffin a muffin rating scale is that there, there most definitely is okay it's, what's it called uh, the muffin in, the muffin index no. <laughs> no, there, there's a machine there's a big fancy machine you slide muffins into and you hit a button and it no. gives you all the parameters it's crazy Oh man, I thought you were joking for me. <laughs> no, no, dead serious, Dang. dead serious, dead serious. But no, I, 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 I understand where you're coming from with that, man. Because uh, it's just, I, I have a love for food, and I would love to be off in the culinary industry. But COVID really just, I can say, took a shit on yeah. the culinary industry, man, and just like forgot about us. And it was hard. I had to make a move. It was like, do I stay? And just like, just dig it out and just fight through it and just go down with the ship, or do I fucking save myself? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. I had to make a move, man, and I, I went yeah. towards the corporate aspect of it. And being the culinarian, I love it. You know, just being in, just like this right here, working with with people, just coming together and and doing good things. You know, what I'm saying on the side, but it was just uh, I, I had to make the ends meet, man. You know, yeah. so I had to make the ends meet. So the corporate route was with the benefits and the the shit like that, dental health, vision. You, know, you need that 401k. It's amazing, but. I just feel like I wish I wish you're I just making get, me feel bad now. No, no, you're good, man. It's just I just I just wish you can get that from the mom pa. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I wish you can 100%. have that stability, man. I wish there were things in place, you know what I'm saying, to support that small business to make it make it able and make it a, a thing, you know what I'm saying, to support your workers in, in, in that in that facet, in that aspect, man. It just sucks. Just seeing how how COVID, man, how COVID just shed a light on it's like it just seems like they don't give a shit about the industry, man. Like, and that's where a lot of America, you know, that's a lot of the backbone of America is in the industries in the culinary mm-hmm. industry. And just to watch it, just take a, just the, the world just take a dump man. just forget about the culinary industry. It was like, Whoa. I mean, what? we've seen, we've seen a lot of people leave, you know, yeah, we've seen a lot of a people lot, leave man, and not come back. And like kind of what I was talking about earlier too, is like, I'm in full support of my talented friends taking their talents elsewhere. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like, 
Yeah, you gotta you gotta take care. Of, you gotta put your oxygen on mask on first. You know, <laughs> you gotta take care of yourself. And so, like, uh, one of the things that I do like about Harder Brunch is that I get all my talented friends to come in, and I'm not like, are you are you working in the service? What are you doing right now? Let me see here. I'm in a laboratory. Let me see your your skillet. I see your knife skills. Do you bring your skillet? Yeah. You tell I'm getting really good at improv comedy. <laughs> You know we're always assigned that skillet. Anyway, Les, you made an amazing dish uh, for Seven yeah. Daily Sins. Thanks, guys. And uh, that and that was the sin of sloth. Sloth. And how did you? And that and again, this is one of my favorite things: is how people interpret <sighs> interpret their uh, their assigned sins. Man, sloth. It was the worst. Like, <laughs> I got I got to looking it up. I'm like, dude, this is not me, bro. Like, this is not sloth. Is definitely not anything culinary industry related, bro. Like, it encompasses laziness. And you walk on the line, you're lazy, you're gone. You're gonna get fucking bounced, bro. So it's like, there's no room for that. So it was it was a challenge, man. I really appreciate that, but. You're also like the embodiment of the opposite of slot to me. Like when we were in culinary school, I would go, we'd come in like a seven a.m. class on the north side, and I just I just hate life. I just I hate the fact that I'm awake at that hour. I hate the fact that I'm like in the full chef outfit trying to learn something. And this guy, this guy will come cart like cartwheeling in I'm on a skateboard. Uh, Y'all ready to cook this today? Why are you so excited? 7 a.m. It's like I was up till five writing recipe cards. <laughs> Woo! Let's do it. Oh god, man. This is good stuff, bro. Uh but somehow you you made a dish again, really stuck the landing with the theme. Sloth. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, sloth. Like I said, man, it was it was a tough one because it's just it just doesn't coincide or correlate with the culinary industry. You just it's sloth is like encompassing or just totally the total embodiment of his laziness, man. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just not what we do. That's just not how it gets down in, in, in the industry. So yeah, I, uh, I just had to think back like to some moments to where, you know what I'm saying? In my life, like in regards to food, like where I felt the most lazy or like sloth, like mm-hmm. after I've gorged out and I feel like it was two, there was two moments for me. One was, massive amounts of uh, pasta or Italian food. And then the other was the tryptophan and the turkey after Thanksgiving. Like everybody's full stuffed to the gills, man, off turkey. And the next, you know, we're at Al Bundy moment. Everybody's tucked off on the couch, mm-hmm. hand in the <laughs> pants, footballs playing this ambient, you know what I'm saying? Like scenario going on. And I just, that's what made me feel slothy, man. So I put together uh, some barbecue grilled turkey wings mm. and, uh, Want everybody to just gorge out on that and just get as slothy as they could, man. And, uh, you gotta, you gotta tell us, you gotta go into detail about this seasoning on it. Seasoning? Oh yeah, it was just a like just I don't know, salted overnight, and uh, then I finished up uh, with uh, pork mafia, a pork mafia barbecue rub. Got them on the grill, got them going. A couple hours in, seasoned them with the well, coated them with a Montgomery in. Uh, barbecue sauce and just let that stuff do just let it get all nice and happy in the grill man I don't know about you guys but I've been uh, in a deficit uh, for chicken wings lately because yeah, of the shortages shortage and stuff like that we got so thigh to, stop going on here to eat a giant <laughs> turkey flat I've also never had a turkey flat I don't think in my life that was the first time yeah when you when you brought that out, I was just like oh man he made a bunch of ribs like, I didn't look closely at it and I thought that was just like I was like is that is that a pile of McRibs? <laughs> is that what that is? Like, I'm not sure. 
fucking turkey wings. It looked fire, but I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, and there was like turkey flats, and I was like, I love this show. <laughs> yeah, that shit was awesome. Yeah, I appreciate I you, love it. Yeah. Just something yeah. different. I wanted to bring something different to the table, something I hadn't tried, and something that I also feel like turkey should be available more than just like once a year. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? There just needs to be a protein that's just out there to the masses. I mean, like deli turkey is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, you, you don't, don't see... get your, your, your boar's head or whatever, your shaved yeah. deli meats. I mean, that's fine, but as far as like being just like... Like that protein just being available to just work with year round, that sucks, man. That sucks. You only get a limited time with that. I do have a controversial opinion. I don't know if the tryptophan is what makes people tired on Thanksgiving. I think it's what dealing, else it be? I think it's dealing with your family that makes you tired on Thanksgiving. I think it's travel and then dealing with your family, and then you finally get some food in you, and you're like, I'm fucking done. Nope, it's the turkey. <laughs> got to be the turkey <laughs> Les, thank you brother oh, i appreciate you, you so much, so much i always love awesome, when you come man. on you make amazing yeah, food yeah, thank you so much i want to say i feel like we buried the lead oh that we had the real life muffin man come into the house <laughs> no one told me that the muffin man was coming <laughs> and this guy brought the muffin brought flats i uh <laughs> what turkey flats <laughs> I I always I always love when I learn something like completely like that I would never thought I would learn like I didn't know there was a muffin grading system. I didn't know there was a machine or a, machine. a muffin machine that grades them. Can we be all honest? Like no matter if there's a machine or you're you're shoving them in your pie hole, we all thought the muffin man was going to be a little bit bigger. <laughs> Like the, when the muffin man's more in shape than you, like you gotta look at yourself You're like real hard, fucker, in the mirror and be like, you know what? Maybe the muffin man well, you doesn't just eat, eat the muffins. <laughs> you just need a muffin machine. Yeah. That way you don't have to eat them. Oh, is that that's yeah. a trick? Yeah. When you realize that the muffin man is cut and has a six pack, that's when you look at your life and you say, you know what? I've been doing something wrong. Yep. And I admit it. <laughs> Can you drop a B for me there, Zach Rohn? Oh, Chef Sean, thank you so much for being yeah, on the program yeah, today. This is awesome. This is so fun. Uh, where can people find you? Follow everything that you're doing on uh, social media. I think Instagram's probably the best. Just Sean Gordon Richardson on Instagram. Um, and do you have anything planned outside of the Fort Wayne area? Do you ever come down to India at all? Um, I've been talking with... Like Esteban over Melktooth and John at Beholder, um, Carlos, just about maybe mixing some stuff up, but yeah. nothing, nothing permanent yet. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very excited. Um, the plates always seem amazing. Like you can tell, like something speaks to you sometimes when you just look at a plate. You, you can tell the amount of love and effort that went into it, and be like, this guy started at summer camp. I could always tell. <laughs> He knows what it's like to, to drop his glasses yeah. in Kool-Aid. This guy, this guy, this guy cooks pork to the appropriate temperature. I, I can safely say that. He was an assistant one time. Daddy Shane McKee. Uh, I'm going on tour uh, with Dyke Michaels. It's going to be Uh-oh. kind of like a harder brunch tour. But have probably nothing to do with harder brunch, <laughs> minus the food and podcasting. We'll talk about the food that we we ate on tour. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm sure. Sure. All right. Well, there, we just planned that. Um, yeah. So we're going on tour to Atlanta, and I'm excited at Thad McKee Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we be out here. Uh, Zach Rohn. Yeah, I just like to give a shout out to uh, Bridget Haran, who mm. also made a dish. Oh for us. no! Uh, oh! 
So uh, that makes this podcast no. look terrible. Oh, uh, yeah, take that beat off. I want to give him some. Yeah, good. what a, Here, let me say what a well-deserved shame. Let me say something. Yeah, that was uh, messed up. That was messed up. Well, we, we're saving the best for last. Let me just say this about Bridget. She made my father. He's on a keto diet right now, uh, low carbs. So she made him a red devil cake, or uh, otherwise known as everybody devil's food cake. Red velvet cake? Red velvet cake, yeah. I mean, you kind of did a mashup, so <laughs> And she made a, a low-carb, very, very low-carb, like zero carbs at all. Uh, low or no? Yeah. How many I carbs know. were in there? I would, I How was, many carbs were in there? I need a carb count on this red devil velvet cake. Do we have a machine that can count carbs? And it <laughs> we're taking it to the Muffin Man. <laughs> I will say this is a low no cake. <laughs> a low no. A low no cake. And it touched my father's heart. They talked about it all day about how great Bridget was. And I kind of started getting jealous of her. Um, but no, she she did a great job. Um, go to Bakes by Bridge. She's amazing. And you guys want to talk about what she made? Today? Yeah. yeah. You, you want to read this? This is. <laughs> what is going on? Nice. Well, 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 we'll let, we'll let the guests read is it. Is this the whole thing? Yeah. All right, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Okay. The deadly sin of envy, dessert, matcha and pomegranate mousse layered cake, mm. almond de croix, matcha mousse, pomegranate jelly, matcha sponge cake, white chocolate mousse, matcha mirror glaze, and meringue roses, which I don't think were well, there. come on. We didn't have to. Oh. <laughs> and the kicker one. Yeah. Delicious. I already threw her down a flight of steps. <laughs> She's already missing teeth. Let's lay off the punches. Okay, here we go. Matcha to represent green with envy. Mirror glaze because broken mirrors are associated with vanity and envy because of snow white. Pomegranates because the fruit's crown-shaped top radiates a majestic aura that compels people to associate it with success and fortune, good luck and abundance, feminine beauty. All things you'd be envious of. Yellow mm. meringues, because yellow is actually the color of jealousy. Yellow roses were said to be representative of infidelity, dying love, and envy. And mm. then it looks like we've got a bowing Taylor Swift meme. Oh, that's a, separate, that's a, separate, that's a separate post. <laughs> <laughs> that was private. <laughs> If you're just tuning in, you don't know that Chef Bridget Horan and Doc Michaels speak in Taylor Swift memes. That's their other language. I'm blowing everybody up uh, on this fucking podcast. <laughs> Chef Bridget Horan, peace be upon her. Also, the, the 2021, 2022 Meat Cake King. Meat King. Meat King. Meat Cake Champion. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm at Doc Michaels on all social media. And uh, stick around if you guys want to. If you guys want to stick around, and you want to hear the After Brunch podcast. It can only go up from here. That's how I feel about it. Uh, check us out patreon.com backslash harder brunch. Uh, we have a real fun treat in store for you next week when we're on the road. So we'll see you next week, and uh, you guys have a good one. Bye bye.